Good afternoon and welcome to the Happy Half Hour with Lee and Sandra. I am Lee Cuban, Master Certified Life Coach and Weight Loss Coach. And Sandra Priestley, you want to introduce yourself? I do. I'm a feng shui practitioner and I'm a coach for entrepreneurs. Well, we get together once a week to talk about things that make us happy and ways to live a happy life because there are so many ways to do that. So Sandra, what are you drinking today? I am drinking, this is my favorite drink. I am drinking um, Empress Gin. It's Empress 1908 Gin. And it is from, well, I'm Canadian. So, you know, I like to drink Canadian stuff, but it's from the Empress Hotel in Victoria, BC. And it uses, I'm just reading the label here and it says it uses delicate butterfly pea blossoms to create its jewel tone. Like it's, it's purple. So it's so beautiful. I just love it. And then it's like a deep purple, but then when you put it with, I'm just drinking it with tonic, but when you put it with tonic, it turns sort of light purple and like, it's so, so pretty. So many different things you can do with it too. So it's, it's my favorite. Fancy so how, does the girl, how does the girl in Texas get her hands on that? I, can I bootleg it to you? I don't know. <laughs> can I ship you some? I don't know. I'll find out. Oh, yes. It is. Oh, it's so, so tasty. Best oh. gin around. I love gin. And I've oh. never had purple gin. Well, I hadn't either. It, but it's just, yeah, it's so pretty and so many cool things. <laughs> well, I am drinking a Bell Springs Merlot brought to me by one of my dear friends for Thanksgiving. And um, Bell Springs makes me very happy. It is my <laughs> husband. It's our, one of our favorite wineries. And we have great memories driving out in the hill country for wine pickup day. And so... I decided to open that for this episode, but cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. You know, what's cool is both of us chose something to drink today that has like a special, it's special, right? Like it's a special right. meaning to us. Like I love going to British Columbia and it's one of my favorite places to go. And so, yeah, that's where this is from too. Plus British Columbia is under a lot of water right now. And uh, so yeah, I figured that I would, I would drink this today, but send them a little love. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of sending love, what are we going to talk about today? What are some well, things to talk about to create a happy life? You know what? So I posted today on, I don't rare, I rarely post on Facebook I'm starting to a little bit more now, but usually I'm on Instagram more. And so today, as you know, I posted on Facebook, this thing that I had just, you know, I just saved and posted it on Facebook because I loved it. It was by Stephen Bartlett. I don't even know who the hell he is, but anyway, brilliant because, <laughs> and I posted and I got so many DMs. So, um, and comments below and it was I seven. Yeah. And it was seven sentences. I wished I'd read sooner and man, oh man, you know, I was just thinking about how many years 
I thought, I worried about what people thought, how many years I wasted being in my head and, you know, um, how much easier it could have been had Mm. I allowed it to be. And so this was like these seven things were so good. So I thought we could chat about that today. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Do you want me to read them? Read them. Yes. Okay. All right. These were like so good. And what I loved about it is that so many people chose different different ones, like which was their favorite or which was like the one that resonated the most. But so number one is these hard times, this pain, these lessons, one day they'll be your strength, your awareness, your blessings. Oh, I love that one too. Uh, Number two is stop expecting honesty from people who lie to themselves. I know. Number three is you'll never look good trying to make someone look bad. Like how true is that? Hey, that is so true. Uh, number four, save your explanations for those that are determined to understand you. Give your silence to those that are determined to misunderstand you. Mm-hmm. That one's also, so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number five is your life is too short to be unhappy five days a week in exchange for two days of freedom. And I just left my 23 and a half year government job, uh, or government career. And it was so that one was one that really spoke to me. Um, number six is don't be upset from people who, sorry, don't be upset from people you don't respect. And I say that. I used to say that something similar to my kids all the time when they were growing up. And number seven is life is not tiring, wanting life to be a certain way, but not having the confidence to make it that way is tiring. Yep. Like so good. Hey, like I, I saved it and I just reread it and reread it and thought, man, what else would I add to that? Judgment is not truth. (laughs) That's what I, that's the other one that I would add. Judgment is not truth. That's my favorite. Correct. And I think, where would I be if I had known that as a 20 year old? Right. You know, and I, and it's so funny because at 50, almost 50, I've got two months. um, (laughs) The things that are coming up for me that I'm like, yes, those kinds of things that I see that that resonate and it's just affirmation that you're on doing the right thing. You're on the right path. Um, I see my kids getting in their twenties. Oh, I know. It is the coolest thing to see because I think they're getting it now instead of waiting until thirties, forties, almost 50. Um, It's going to change the trajectory of their life. I totally agree. I see my kids this doing the same thing too. And I don't know. I mean, I've always talked to uh, my husband and I both have talked to our kids. Like they were adults from the time they were little Um, and always talking to them about energy and, you know, very philosophical and um, spiritual. And so I feel like, you know, I'm going to take credit for that, but (laughs) No, but I, I seriously, I see such a shift in the millennials and this, like the, the um, young adults that are coming up at work, we would often see 
um, people like the younger generation come start work, be there for a little bit, and then just say, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm going to leave. And while it's, I mean, it's a lot of work to onboard someone. It's a lot of work to, to train them. And so a lot of the other managers would say, oh, you know, we just got them here. And why would they do this? And why would they leave a government job with a pension and all this stuff? And I'm like, that's awesome. High five. This is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, because you like how often do we get stuck in positions or get stuck in jobs that we're staying stuck out of fear, right? We're staying somewhere that we may not really love, but we've stayed there for so long. We think, well, we got this pension and we have benefits and what if something happened and what, you know, my advice always was to anyone that was coming in, if you don't like it now, you will not love it in 20 years. Right. Get out before someone convinces you that the pension is worth it or get out before someone convinces you you need these benefits. Mm-hmm. Find something you love, use your strengths and like go for it. Like we I have was, one life, you know? Yeah. I, I was in a job that initially I loved and then I began to hate and it stressed me out. And what kept me there was the amount of money that I was making. And so I would be ready to quit and ready to find something new. And I'm like, oh, but you're never going to find anything that pays this much. Um, And then I would get my check and I would go, okay, this is worth it. And, And it was that two days a week where you were just like, I'm off. But really one day because Sunday was always dread for having mm-hmm. to go back on Monday. And, and it was really interesting. It, it, it was a, a time of teaching and learning for me because I was miserable, but the things that I was being taught, oh, I cherish today that have helped me where I'm at right now. Um, but I'm glad that I'm not in that position anymore. And what's interesting was we were bought out by a company and they got rid of commissions. And so the pay structure dramatically changed to the point it made it very easy to walk away because, well, I can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, those things teach us so much. And as long as we don't get bitter from them and appreciate the knowledge that we gained there, whether it's work-related or spiritual-related. Mm-hmm. But it's in that, and that goes like, that's the very first, well, that's a couple of these, right? But the very first one of these seven sentences, I wish I'd read sooner was these hard times, this pain, these lessons one day will be your strength, your awareness, your blessings. I don't regret anything I ever did. I don't regret the path that I took. I don't regret the mistakes that I've made. I don't regret staying. I don't regret going, (laughs) you know, because I'm really so happy with where I am and where I'm going now and all of the experiences that I cherish, whether they were good or bad, you know, but I also feel like, well, I like to take risks too. (laughs) I'm a a risk taker. So, you know, it was fun when people were saying, are you kidding me? You can't do that. I'm like, um, watch me. Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. But I got to the space like, and again, 
what is this number five was life is too short to be unhappy five days a week in exchange for two days of freedom. I wasn't entirely unhappy, but I was massively fucking stressed mm-hmm. and I was working 10 hour days when I should have been working seven and a half. And I was always, if I wasn't working, I was thinking about working, mm-hmm. you know, and it got to the point where I had a bit of a health scare because, um, well, I'm a few months older than you, but <laughs> I just turned 50 in October and I had a bit of a health scare when I was 46 and, um, it was all of a sudden I thought, man, this is stress related. Mm-hmm. And I said to my husband, we can't any longer trade in our health for wealth. And it's not even, I mean, I was making that six figure salary, but I can make more than that on my own, right? Like it's like we tie ourselves to this belief that it's never going to work. And, you know, it's super scary to be an entrepreneur and all the rest of this bullshit. And that's what holds us. That's what keeps us small. It does. And I got to this point where I just thought, I can't stay healthy and happy doing something that doesn't light my soul on fire. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was absolutely trading my health in for the money that I was getting. And I was doing the exact same thing. I was, I was thinking I was getting my check and going, okay, well, you know, this is worth it. This is a good wage. This is a stable wage. This is a secure wage. It's COVID, you know, like last year it was like, people were like, you're thinking about quitting. Are you kidding me? Um, and you know, so it was like a lot of back and forth of me, um, really trying to work through that, those limiting beliefs mm-hmm. so that, and, and everyone else's voices in my head. And I really had to lean into my intuition and, and lean into my inner millennial and go, no, this isn't for me anymore. Like, and I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to do what I love. So, yeah. And it feels so, good, doesn't it? It feels fantastic, mm-hmm. like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Number four resonated with me. Like that one, when I read it, I was like, yeah, will you read that? Save your explanations for those that are determined to understand you. Give your silence to those who, that are determined to misunderstand you. Mm-hmm. It is so interesting. Like what I have experienced people that I know, people that I love, um, and they might not really understand where I'm coming from, what I'm doing. Um, you know, I should be in this little box somewhere doing, being a teacher or a nurse or a, something yeah. normal. Legitimate or whatever. Legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's so interesting when I, when people will ask me, you know, what I think about careers, you know, philosophy, any of that good stuff. And I tell them and I can see the look on their face, like, what is this wrong? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, those are the people, love them, but I need to not have those conversations with. And we can have other conversations, but yeah. it's, I think about over the years, how much time has been wasted trying to explain who and what I am to people that don't want to understand. And 
and giving myself permission to just be silent. Sometimes when, when there might be a lecture mm-hmm. um, towards me and just sit and smile and, and kind of go, okay, you can feel that way, but I don't have yeah. to agree or defend myself. I used to, and I still do tend to, to try to explain myself because I want them to understand. I'm getting better at that. I'm working on that. Um, but that is a huge, huge thing for me. And, and I think for us to be happy, we don't totally. need to ourselves to everybody. And I, and I think we spend, we waste a lot of time trying to explain ourselves to the point where the people who are in opposition to us or don't understand so that they, they now all of a sudden, like we're trying to change their minds. Right. Yeah. But it's okay that we have different opinions mm-hmm. and it can just be that, mm-hmm. you know, and I see, well, we see it right now, even in, in the world, right. Um, so many people in different, like whether it's political, like some, some sort of political statement or mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, one side trying to, trying to um, shift the other person's beliefs instead of just agreeing we can disagree. Yeah. And, and let's just let it go because it, we just waste our happiness. Right. Yeah. Like it's just, and I look happiness. forward to the day of getting back to that. Cause it used to be like that. Mm-hmm. It used to not matter. Um, and, and I feel like we're going to get back there. I'm going to be there. Yeah. And I know the people that I'm around, regardless if we agree politically, religiously, yeah. any of that, uh, we find things, that we agree on. And we talk about that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I feel as though, you know, I, and I said this before, but man, oh man, I tell you, um, I was, I was speaking with a astrologist one day, actually, because I'm into all the woo, right? Like, you know, so you'll get a lot of that. But uh, I was speaking to an astrologist when I first became when I first became a feng shui practitioner. um, And I was I was going out into homes and, and, uh, you know, making magic happen. And I really worried about what people thought of me. Mm-hmm. More so than I think I ever should have. I worried about what they thought of me. I worried about if my kids would be judged because of, of you know, working with energy and things. And I remember I was talking with this astrologer and I thought I'd hid that pretty well, you know, like <laughs> I fear and damn it. Some of them, you know, they, they can see through your stuff. <laughs> yes, they can. And uh, so this astrologer said, what was holding me back was my fear of what others thought. And I thought, no, that's not true. No, you know, like I was, I was really still hiding this, right? I wasn't willing to look at that. And so um, I said, well, I, I'm not sure that I really do that. I think I'm okay. But I was really hiding most of my weird and um, I wasn't that out, uh, you know, out there talking about astrologers. I was using astrologers or, you know, talking to my psychic friends, but um, and, and psychic myself or intuitive myself and relying on that, but not telling anyone. And uh, she uh, one of the sentences that changed my life. Judgment is not truth. And I just like it. It has literally changed my life. 
there's so many sentences that I've, I've collected over the years that I love, 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 but that is probably one of my, it is one of my favorites. It's one that I tell my entrepreneurial coaches all the time. Judgment is not true. And more so than that, it's my judgment of myself is also not true. Mm-hmm. It's not just someone else's judgment of me or my thought on that they're judging me. I could be wrong, right? Like, I'm like, you could be I'm making like totally, it up. I totally could be full of crap. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's any judgment. Mm-hmm. Any judgment should just be seen as not true. Well, and if it doesn't feel good, it's not coming from source. Exactly. The source within you is not ever going to be mean or say, oh, you can't do that. Right. So never do that. That's all yeah. bullshit. It's true. But I do want to mention um, that how we met in 2010, maybe 2008. Yeah, I think so. Because it took me a while to do that course. <laughs> uh, Sandra was in uh, my feng shui training class. And she was, she, she graduated in 2010. And yeah. what is so interesting to me is that you graduated and we both kind of went in these directions. We both got mm-hmm. into weight loss. Yeah. Both got into coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like our lives, like we, we went our separate ways, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, you're in, I'm in the United States, but, but we didn't really chat. We were friends on Facebook, but yeah. we, and, but the way our lives have gone, we're kind of in the same thing, which is how we got back together. Yeah. Um, to come here. And it, it just fascinates me. Um, cause you went into weight loss and yeah. coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I do a lot of like, I mean, I do a lot of mindset, like lots, of, because let's face it, everything is mindset, right? 80% or more yeah. is mindset. And I love working with entrepreneurs. I love risk takers. So, you know, type A's and, um, but yeah, like it, it's, I do a lot of life coaching, like a lot of coaching on any aspect of life, really. Like my one friend said, it doesn't matter what the problem you can help. <laughs> and that's probably because I'm not scared to go there, Yeah, but, uh, you know, and, and it's so, our lives are just like, so parallel and we're the same age. And I never, ever knew that. I didn't either. I always thought that you were much younger than I was, I guess, because your children were younger than ours were. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So that's very interesting. It wasn't my youthful, the, the youthful way that I typed. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> but I know we talked on the phone, but, but I just yeah. always thought that you were just a child. No. Who knew? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm feeling the aches and pains of any other 50-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, but the wisdom we have now. Now, I wish True. that we could have had it at 20, but oh the journey has been pretty fun. Yeah, it has been. And, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it, but I, I would like pay anything to see what my kids will be like. Well, I mean, I will see. <laughs> I won't have to pay. But like when my kids are 50, what are they going to do? What are they going to be? Who will like... Like, because they have so much of the knowledge that I did not have in my, like when I was 17, my kids right now are 17 and 19. When I was 17 and 19, I was not this brilliant. So I was kind of dumb. Yeah. (laughs) And by kind of, I mean a lot. Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's just astounding to me. I think we put a lot of pressure on kids like right from birth uh, mm-hmm. these days, you know, but it's astounding to me how emotionally intelligent they are mm-hmm. and how much farther ahead they are than I was at their age. Like I just, I can't wait to see what they're doing when they're 50. What they know about themselves at this age floors me. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have two grandchildren and it was occurring to me the other, I don't know, it might've been a month ago when I was playing with them. My grandmother lived to be 95. We had her 95th birthday and like on a Saturday, that following Saturday, she passed away Aww. and we, it was unexpected, but not shocking. She mm-hmm. wasn't ill, um, but I mean, she was 95 years old. And so she had a, you know, a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. And it was occurring to me that I could potentially see my grandbabies at 50, maybe 47. Wow. And that kind of blew my mind to think, not only are you going to see the amazing things that your kids do with their lives, mm-hmm. but you're going to get to watch these amazing little beings create theirs. And it yeah. just kind of like my head just kind of popped open a little bit. Yeah. Well, my grandmother passed at 94. So, you know, the genes on for both of us are good. Yes. <laughs> we can, we can be good. doing this till we're 95, 94. We can. <laughs> we'll come up with all kinds of new concoctions for, yeah. for drinks each week. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, no, it's so true, right? Like what, what will life be like for them? Man, oh man, oh man. Mm-hmm. Super cool. They can create anything they want and they know it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to grow up to find out they were in charge of what they created. Yeah. And I, and I, I feel like, you know, and maybe with social media too, for as much as we hammer the hell out of it being so, you know, negative and things. I curate mine better than the news. I can't curate the news, but I can curate my social media so that it's all positive. And it's, you know, and I think if we can have our, our kids, if our kids can do that and see that that's possible, you know, it's like following these people that, that are able to take risks and, and do what they love and focus on their strengths and all the rest of that good stuff. Like, man, oh man, oh man, it's going to be an amazing life. I really talk to my kids about, about that all the time. Like, you know, really focusing on focusing on the good, focusing on the positive, even when something really shitty happens, always, you know, leaning into that this too shall pass. And well, it will be so much more amazing when it happens, right? That, that you come through it. But when the shitty things happen, don't you find that there is something happy in that shitty occurrence? Always. Always. I mean, sometimes you don't see it walking through it. And then on the other side, you're like, holy hell. Like, what a gift. Like, that sucks going through it. But what a gift. That totally. it, it was an experience. And we're here to experience things. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times when things 
when, when I've gone through things that I thought, oh man, this is super heavy. It's always been almost like a universal a gift from the universe mm-hmm. because I wasn't, or they, or my kids or my husband or what, whoever was not on the right path. And we've like decided to up level and then a bunch of crap happens. <laughs> but what happens is it's like, it's like a volcano that erupts in order to settle where we're meant to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like to get us, we, we had somehow stumbled onto the wrong path. Sometimes we need to hit that brick wall <laughs> and it hurts in order to get us on the right path. But was it and, really the wrong path or was it the way you got to the path you're Oh, maybe it's just the learning, you know, it's the learning that we get from it too. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's always, always for the greater good for sure. Sometimes we need reminders of that. Yeah. I really feel like it in the moment, but, but on the other side, it does. I, I went to, she wasn't an astrologist. I don't know what she was. She kind of read energy. Mm -hmm. Call herself that, but we were kind of going through my life and she goes, Lee, you can handle the tomatoes. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Who's throwing a tomato at me? And I had never heard that expression before. Me neither. But she's like, when, you know, like if you were in a play in olden days and people don't like your performance, they throw tomatoes at you. Yeah. And that stuck with me. I don't know what about that. I mean, it just resonated with me. So that when I, cause I was a lot like you when I started first practicing feng shui, the kids were little um, and I was very secretive about it and tried to disguise it, you mm-hmm. know, followed everything, but I tried to, Oh, I've got to meet a red kitchen. So I'll put chili peppers. So no one will know and do little tricky things like that. Yeah. And then finally I was just like, this is what I do. Um, and some of the women at the kids school did not like it. In fact, they told people I was a witch what yeah gosh it was it was yeah but it was really interesting because it didn't impact me um I kind of laughed about it and I had Stacy's words in my head you can handle the tomatoes so it almost made me bolder yeah I think I love it Mm -hmm. I love it all those things in life lead us to the next thing and then there's there's things that we hear from people that give us strength in our moments mm. where we need it, when we, when we might not have had that strength, had we not had those words from that random. It is, it is so true. And, you know, really like, you know, I, what I find intriguing and what I love is I love to be the person who says something. I strive to be mm. always the person who says something that. And, you know, the person that I'm speaking with will remember forever, will change them forever. I love being the one that people will like quote me later on, just Mm -hmm. like I quote this random astrologer that most times I can't even remember her name, who said judgment is not truth. Mm -hmm. Like it was life-changing for me, Eckhart Tolle life-changing for me, Don Miguel Ruiz life-changing for me, but also like friends of mine who just randomly come up with some beautiful statement that I hold with me forever. And I aspire to be that for, for people. 
I love the idea that there might be something I've said that a person will hold forever, you know? Yeah. That needs to be our goal. It needs to be our goal. Yes. I love it. (laughs) So this week, as we go out and live our life, let's try to do that. Sounds good. If that's all we do, I think it's enough. I think it is more than enough. Yes. I love that. I love that. Oh, so much fun. (laughs) Well, I think our happy hour is just about over, but this was fun. It was. I can't wait till next week. I know. I wonder what we're going to drink next week. I do not know. I really I mean, I don't know that I can pop purple gin. It's pretty special. It's pretty special. I mean, I know. I don't know that I can top it. I was just uh, celebrating. I celebrated my retirement with Dom Perignon Champagne. Oh, yes. It was, uh, you know, I said the very first glass was not that good, but by the third glass, by gosh, it was amazing. And then we celebrated another retirement with a second bottle. And I was saying to my husband, okay, dang, fourth glass, pretty good. (laughs) It's like, now what can we celebrate Saturdays with (laughs) with this champagne? Do you have like a case of it at your house? (laughs) I wish I need, I need to have like a, I don't know. Like a seller, a, seller. a champagne yeah. seller. Well, that will, that, <laughs> that's your cool. goal. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> but I do well, have, I do have the box. It's sitting in my office over here. So it's okay. like, yes. You're going to have to do something with it. I will. Because mm-hmm. that's a special kind of a box mm-hmm. on many levels. It, what it, it represents. Is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't need to be empty. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us for the happy half hour with Lee and Sandra. And um, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. This was fun.